You're listening to the Talent Club Profile podcast. This is the first in a series, How to Make Your Employees Give a Crap. <laughs> this is the Talent Code Profile podcast. Jim Riefenberger is the creator of the Talent Code Profile. Hi, Jim. Good morning. So you work with teams all the time, and we are in a time of a, a, a labor shortage, so we're taking everybody we can get, really. And the topic is, how do I get my employees to give a, right? Help me understand the difference between a liability and an asset and how you use that to talk to employees. So I was coaching a gentleman that's a supervisor in a plant. And one of the personal development things outside of work was I asked him to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it's a book about, you know, about money and finance, yes, but it's got some good principles in it. And so I said to this gentleman, I said, what have you gotten out of the first chapter or two? Of the book. Of the book. And he said, the page where the diagram is drawn, where he talks about assets and liabilities, and he says, in accounting terms, a house is a asset. Mm -hmm. But in real life, a house is a liability until it's paid for. So I said, great. I said, now let's talk about how we can use that back at the shop. Okay. And he goes, well, what do you mean? I go, well, let's, let's try it this way. We know, I've talked about this before, there's three key points to being good in business. One third is hiring the right people. The next third is properly training them. And the next one is how you lead them, encourage them, and guide this process. Make up the whole. Mm-hmm. So if you, let's say you always blame it on the hire, well, two-thirds is training and leadership, so don't always blame it on just the hire. Mm -hmm. So let's say that I had one of his team members, and I said, let's let's take a new guy, and let's just call him Mark. Say, Mark, you just started, so we're going to go under some training because that's what we do here, and we're looking forward to working with you and helping you grow. We know you're eager and anxious to get started and be a part of the team and help out. Um, so here's kind of what it looks like in the first six months. You're in training. In all reality, the training costs quite a bit. So during training period, we're, we're in the liability column, and that's the way it is. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But I want you to understand the goal is to make you an asset, which on your line of productivity or the things you can control, our productivity needs to be here to be an asset. Mm-hmm. So always know that that's our goal because then we're in a great space. Okay. You belong, you're valued, everything is good. But if I don't clearly explain how you get out of the liability column and become an asset, we're going to be in trouble. Because then we're going to get comfortable and you think you're going to do enough and then we're going to both go back and forth and that's going to be, I'm going to give you that dull look like you're not doing enough. So here, here's how it plays out. I don't know exactly the perfect time frame, but roughly six, eight months, we should be here. And at this point, you should be an asset. This is what you commonly see when somebody, you know, a new employee, well, it pays 15 bucks an hour and what are my benefits and what am I going to get out of it? What I'm hearing you say is by letting them know that that is a, a training wage that you really are trying to get them to become a valuable asset and get them to look at it from your perspective, it sort of challenges them, and I would even say excites them 
because I think an employee eventually wants to have a challenge so that they become a real asset, not just because it's, it's good for you, but they can also see that it's good for them, that it would increase their self-esteem and their ultimate value in the workplace. And, and we've talked about this before, three levels of an employee. I always say level one is you do what I ask you to do. And you can probably get just about to that line of um, an asset, but probably not cross it until you become a level two, which you now see other things that need to be done and you jump in and do them. Because now you're becoming part of the team and belonging, and the boss and the supervisor is going to love your effort. And the third part is we do this routine day in, day out, and sooner or later, you sh- if you can use your brain to say, we fight the same problem and I got a better idea to save a little time or I've got, well, if you become someone who can solve a problem and see things differently and get us unstuck, you definitely become an asset because now we might be able to use that and work through that. And then, boy, now we're talking productivity. I had a service once. I, I do funerals a fair amount during the year. This guy I thought was very interesting. He trained new employees, and he trained them from other countries, 70 different languages, so there was a language barrier. Yet he was known and respected and got tremendous work out of his employees. It kind of speaks to what you're talking about. He would bring them in a room, and he would shake their hand and say, thank you for being So he would give them respect right away, and he would say, this is an excellent job. And he would go around, it was basically cleaning a place, and he would show all of the things to do to make it excellent. And he understood, he did that until they understood that that was excellent. And he would say, I think you can do an excellent job. And then they rose to the challenge. Now, to your point, there was a training involved until they became an asset. But once they became an asset, there was a real sense of pride. And the other thing was, when he left the company and the other person took over, it was the opposite. Because he would say, you got to do this and this and this, and if you don't do it, you're in trouble. And then they always were looking for ways to not do it. Because they, I don't know if they just, they just didn't feel like they were part of a team where this onboarding thing that you're talking about, explaining them where they're at and how they need to get to this point, I think could really inspire and make them become who they could be. And you change, you have to change as a leader if you want them to give a blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last story, a gentleman came up to me just this week, and he had a manager that quit that was over a pretty big part of his operation. So he had to jump in there for a week or two and pick up the pieces. Now, this guy is very organized and has processes. But here this guy had been running that whole division for a year. And he saw all these problems and errors and mess. And he grabbed the staff and and he goes, well, where's our checklist that we created? And they're like, well, what checklist? They weren't using the checklist. They weren't using the videos to, to answer problems. And the staff said, well, this is great. We never had this training. So the manager skipped the training and set egos, and, and we're just finding all kinds of stuff we're cleaning up by jumping in there. Again, he, he created the training, 
but no one followed through with the training. Hmm. Train the trainers. <laughs> Yeah. So we, we got to remember, you're the leader. It's your responsibility to to follow through with that stuff until it's executed to help them cross the line of being an asset. So maybe you're listening now and thinking, huh, this is my employees. Or maybe you're going, huh, maybe this is a little bit of me. If somebody wants to get a hold of you and have a team building workshop, uh, your email is in the front part of this podcast. And that is, yeah, Jim at RenewU.com. But just click the link and send me a note, and I'd be more than happy to answer your questions. All right. For Jim Riefenberger, I'm Jeff Gould. God bless. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.